This is the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Brian Andrew, and I'm with my favorite first round exit, Stephen Galindo. How you doing? Gosh, I knew you were going to say that. I was preparing myself for your intro, and I, I had a feeling you were going to hit me with the first round exit. Um, it's true. It's true. Brian and I both actually in our home league, you know, our, our favorite, you know, league, our, our league where we like, it's personal, mm-hmm. um, as, as Michael Jordan would say, um, we, we, we exited the playoffs in the first round. Um, gosh, I'm bitter a little bit. Do you want to vent first or should I go first? Uh, you can go first. You can go first. I want to make sure I word this correctly. Okay. So what I feel like this is a cliche, but what's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. I think ever since Justin Jefferson went down with his injury originally, I played Jordan Addison every week. Every week. And I was I told myself, you know, he's going you know, with Kirk Cousins, he's gonna be the wide receiver one. It's and it, it went well till, you know, Kirk Cousins got hurt. And then Dobbs comes in. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Dobbs is a solid quarterback. Even then, I was like, still, he's wide receiver one. It should still work out. After multiple single-digit weeks, I finally decided, first round of playoffs, definition of insanity is to keep putting Jordan Addison in with another backup quarterback. Yes, Nick Mullins is in, but I was like, you know what? It's Nick Mullins. Like, it's not, it, it might not make or break anything. Jordan Addison goes off for 27 points on my bench. I lose by, I believe, I'm not looking at it right now, by a leak. I think I lose by 13 points. If I took my lowest scoring receiver out, or hell, even if I took my second lowest scoring receiver out, I would have won that matchup. If I just stuck with the, the insanity move of keeping Jordan Addison in when I shouldn't have. And it was even, you know what I was telling myself too? I was like, if I survive this week, I was the eighth seed going against the first seed. I had a chance to knock down the first seed. I was even telling myself during the, during the day, I was like, if I survive this, I still don't know if I start Jordan Addison next week, <laughs> you know? So I was like, just, it's just the, it's just the luck of the playoffs. You could prep, you could do your research, you could switch things up. You you don't account for injuries. You know, I know in some fantasy football leagues, people had so many injuries, but they had Christian McCaffrey, yeah, and Christian McCaffrey got him to the second round. It, it, it just, it is what it is. And I'll let you go on your event first. I felt a little bit of it, but it didn't necessarily cost me <laughs> a week, but I'll let you go. Ah, <sighs> where do I begin? Where do I begin? I thought I had, you know, a really solid team and I didn't follow my own advice. We sit here on this podcast for the last 20 weeks mm-hmm. and we say, don't get cute. Don't get cute. Don't get cute. Don't get cute. And here I am thinking I can outplay the system like a gambling addict at the table, thinking that I can run the table, win my money back and some when I'm already down triple what I took to the casino. And so I sit here losing by 20 points. I had a two decisions to make this weekend. 
right? And we talked about one of them last week, the Matthew Stafford over Patrick Mahomes. I went Matthew Stafford over Patrick Mahomes, and it paid yeah. off because my gut told me, go Matthew Stafford over Mahomes. Not by much, but, you know, a couple points is a couple points, right, when it comes yeah. down to it. So I had to make a decision. My wide receiver spot, my flex spot. I told myself, well, Odell Beckham has been doing good. But up until game time, or at least up until Sunday morning, I said, ah, Amari Cooper, though, he's better. <laughs> he's going up against a Chicago defense that's kind of tough. They've been playing well lately. And, you know, Beckham is in a good, you know, offense who's on a roll, who has been pretty spot on the last few weeks. But Odell Beckham never shows up when you need him to. I told myself, he never shows up when you need him to. He's going to let you down. I said, ah, oh, but I'm just overthinking. I just got to go with it. So I don't start Amari Cooper. I start Odell Beckham. Amari Cooper goes off for like 20 points and a half PPR. Beckham shoots me in the <laughs> shin and puts up two points. And on top of that, I started Antonio Gibson in my flex spot, thinking that this game's going to be a shootout. The Washington Commanders are always in shootouts. It's a great spot. Brian Robinson's going to miss. I don't know what the heck happened, you know, in, in L.A. this past weekend. But the game was – the first half was just horrendous on both yeah. sides. I mean, I was even nervous for the Matthew Stafford start. I'm like, damn, did I really just blow my whole entire fantasy playoff hopes trying to outsmart mm -hmm. the system, trying to outsmart the house? I don't know what happened to Gibson. Second half comes. I'm, I'm usually not worried if they don't blow up in the first half because the first half is pretty tough. You make adjustments at halftime. You come out in the second half, and that's when you start making the big plays, You know, especially the third quarter. People are tired. Teams are tired. You figured them out. You're able to make a big play here and there. So I'm not too worried in the first half. Come the second half, I don't see Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I don't see him on the field. <laughs> I don't see him on the field for the whole third quarter. No. I don't see him on the field till like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And by then I, I just, I, I gave up. I knew I was done. It's a season of giving up. My dreams and my hopes. You know who was on my bench that I could have started? Curtis Samuel. I put thought into it too before the game. I was like, do I put Gibson or Samuel? I said, Samuel has proven himself in the past. Mm -hmm. But instead I, I, you know, I let my, my, obsession with running backs take over. And I said, running backs get the ball, hand it off to them, and they make yeah. plays. Receivers, you know, they have to rely on the throw, the route. That You know, they, they have a lot more um, – they have a lot more you, little you, details. That you have were to expecting, away. even if they did shut down the running game, Antonio Gibson was still going to get enough pass-catching touches to make up for it. Exactly. Yeah. Antonio Gibson ended the day with four carries, 15 yards, five receptions, 20 yards. Sexy. Uh, it's fun. Nine touches. Nine touches. I don't know what the heck happened. I'm very upset. They need to fire... Rivera, they need get the enemy out of there. Uh, you you have talent, and here's what blows my mind. Here's what blows Go my mind. It. 
Sam Hell, he sucked. Okay, let's just be he straight did. up honest. And it's not that Sam Howell sucks as a quarterback. I think he's just very gunslinger mm-hmm. mode. And I think he tries he, – he needs to learn how to check down. Okay. There was three or four different plays, uh, you know, in the first half that I watched where I see Antonio Gibson flare out of the backfield. He's wide open, maybe three yards deep. Sam Hell tries to squeeze it into coverage, you know, double coverage down the field when he has this check down wide open that he can be getting six, seven yards. And it kills me. And it's not just fantasy wise, but it just kills me Mm -hmm. because it's like you do good all season. And then when the game's on the line, when my fantasy season is on the line, you disappear. You're the avatar. I saw this tweet. I'm going to end it on this. I saw this tweet that said it takes skill to make the fantasy playoffs. Mm -hmm. It takes luck to win the next three games. And I have to say, I think that's 100% true. It takes skill to manage your team during the season, to make trades, to make acquisitions, to get to a record that's good enough to make playoffs. But when you hit that three-game stretch, it's pure luck. Well, it's you, you got the guys you got, so you just got to play them. And I think that's like yeah. we we mismanaged our team a little bit this week, but still at the same time, like there's certain things you just can't, you know, like – you were counting on certain things and that just didn't happen. And and to top it off, just so everybody out there at home that's listening knows, the person that beat me in the home league, my favorite league on the planet Earth, also beat me in the Dynasty <laughs> League. And I was the number one seed. He was the number eight seed. And every single consensus first round pick that you can think of, Jamar Chase, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, every single one of these guys put up single digit points and I lost. Oh yeah. That's... And and it hurts. It hurts. It so, hurts. So, uh, it hurts. So I need I need a, I need to work something out with you real quick. Yeah, let's do this. So it... I'm passionate right now. I, I'm Stephen A. Smith on a rant right now. I'm Skip Bayless right now. It's my turn. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Very just. So I'm, I made it to the second round of that dynasty league, but it it was not because of Sam Howell. <laughs> so I'll put it that way. <laughs> so my three quarterbacks are C.J. Stroud, Brock Purdy, and Sam Howell. Brock Purdy, it's got a spot in next week, no matter what. He's that guy's playing. C.J. Stroud looks like he's not going to play. I I saw a report today. Uh, I think it was on the uh, fantasy net, uh, the fantasy life app or whatever that he's probably not going to play. So I'm stuck with Sam Howell. But if Tyreek Hill comes back this week, I have Mr. Jordan Addison now on my bench again. Would you rather start in a super flex league? Jordan Addison or Sam Howell against the New York Jets? Addison. You would go Addison? I'm just going right off my gut. What I felt as soon as you asked me the question, Addison. So you're saying you're you're telling me that Jordan Addison, let's just say on average, has a better chance of putting up fifteen points than Sam Howell against the Jets. Yes. You think so? Yes. 
because Sam Howell is going up against a defense. I, I you know, I'm I said go with your gut, but here I am. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you some statistics here. The New York Jets allow 12 points, 12 and a half points to wide receivers this season. What about the quarterbacks? Yeah, the quarterbacks. The Jets oh. allow 12 and a half points to quarterbacks this season, fantasy points. The Detroit Lions, on the other hand, allow 36 and a half points to wide receivers. They're in the bottom 10 of points allowed to wide receivers, as where the Jets are in the top three of points allowed to quarterbacks. So let me, let me, I'll give you my running, my running, my wide receiver core here. St. St. Brown, Tyreek Hill, if he's a heavy, he's healthy. Mm, you might have to bend <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're starting him. You're starting like, Tyreek hey, Hill. What? Uh, Justin Jefferson. So I already have stock in the Minnesota wide receiver core. Start Justin Jefferson. I think it's going to be All a right, shootout. So, and then. Here's the thing. I better not say that because every time we say it's going to be a shootout. Being, Real quick, real quick. It's, it's, it's going to go be like 12-9 game. <laughs> Every time we say it's going to be a shootout, it ends up being a rock fight. And then we say it's going to be a rock fight, case in point, Chargers, <laughs> Raiders, and it turns into a slaughter. It was fun. What game? Where were you, Austin Eckler? I know it's not your fault, man. I love Austin Eckler. The guy is down to earth. He's a real one. They should have fired Staley at halftime. Yeah, he... They should have fired Staley in the first quarter. He should have just walked off the field and went home. I can't believe they've had that guy for this long. Yeah. You know what it feels like, Brian. You lived through Jeff Fisher. Mm-hmm. You lived yeah. it. You breathed it. I feel bad for Charger fans. Like I love the Chargers as like a secondary, mm-hmm. you know, NFC or AFC West team. I you know, I, I would say the Chargers fan, but... are probably my AFC team. Like I don't go out and buy jerseys or anything like that. But if the Chargers made the playoffs, I would probably be like, that's my team this year, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't. I understand they're yeah. in your division, so you might have a like a shaky relationship with that. But it's the Rams are not in the same division, and you know that they. Yeah, they no, both yeah. play in an IKEA. Like they don't. If you you've been to SoFi, there's no culture there. They both. Yeah, like oh my gosh, Austin Eckler gave me five points. Yeah. Five points from Austin Eckler, who two years ago was like the number one running back. So we, who last year was solid. So me and you both. Well, let's go back because I think we've already talked about this on the pod. I traded you Austin Austin Eckler and George Pickens for. Tank Dell and Keen Mitchell, right? So, so yeah. <laughs> basically, I don't have those players anymore, but I'm eliminated. It doesn't matter. Uh, but it's oh, yeah, but it's yeah. funny. It's funny because like Austin Eckler, I think I was like maybe halfway through the fourth quarter. I just texted he's like, I might as well trade you a player on the IR as well. <laughs> it's like we we both just yeah. we just swap duds. We just swap zeros. Like it. Seriously, we swapped goose eggs. It's, yeah, it it was bad. It was kind of it was embarrassing. And, How do you have a team with no Justin Herbert, no Keenan Allen, and you don't feature Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler, when he got you know he when he got his his short yardage passes or you know his his designed pass plays, he looked phenomenal. There was one play where. He got thrown a small little dump off, and he he managed to get another ten yards to get a first down on a third and long. 
Yeah. If you're watching the video, if you saw the video, my program knows I'm mad because it just had a bubble with a thumbs up in it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure uh, out what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out too. But uh, you know, I, I mean, we could sit here, we could rant on and on and on. It hurts. This is what I'm going to say. I have to. You have to admit it. The first step is mm-hmm. admitting, and I have to admit that any other league, I don't care. I lose. Okay, whatever. Like I know where I got to. You know, you know, make it up next year, but. When it comes to the garage league, mm-hmm. my home mm-hmm. league, it hurts. It hurts every single time. It hurts in the regular season when I mm-hmm. lose, and it hurts 20 times more in the playoffs. The thi- and so now I have to wait a whole nother nine mm-hmm. months just to, just to go to the draft and get excited again for the draft. Uh, uh- Get all I'll say this up. too about the garage league. It's sometimes it's less about us succeeding and more so we just don't want other people to succeed more than us. <laughs> it, yes. It's, it's, yes. It, yeah, it has nothing to do with my success. It has to do with the downfall of the rest of the league. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I I feel like I volunteer as tribute to win the championship so no one else does. It's it's less it's less about me just Ooh, I want to win. Like, I don't care about the money. The, the The league could literally be a free entry league for all I care. I would still try hard in the league. Heck yes. And even when, I, even when we're in last place, you're still trying to make sure that this guy that's on the fridge of playoffs doesn't make the playoffs because of <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Because you went out there, you strategized, you knocked him out of the playoffs. He's joining you in the consolation bracket. It feels good. It's a damn good yeah. feeling. And, um, you know, that's, you know, end rant right there. End. End. Right. Finish. Finish. All right. So we're about halfway through the pod, I guess. I guess we could start talking about next week if you're still in the fantasy playoffs. If you're not, maybe you're trying to avoid last place, right? I know there's some last place uh, situations where we're in a league where we're going to make a, our last place person pay double next season. And we're still in the rookie stages of another league that we've created that we're going to experiment with last place things probably moving forward once we solidify our league a little bit better. But but, uh, I also feel like we're now at that stage of the playoffs where the last place bracket is sometimes more entertaining than what's going on in the other bracket. Unless you're in the playoffs, who cares what's going on in the playoffs? (laughs) You know, it's the last, but you want to see who's going to get in last. Like... And so, right, yeah. um, let's let's get into it. Let's just uh, talk about: Is there any players right now that you feel like could honestly win you uh, a spot in your championship game next week? Like, obviously, you know, we have your superstars, you know, Tyreek Hill and and whatnot. Um, I think somebody this next week, I'm trying to pull up my stats here. Somebody this next week here that can really do it for you. I I, I think um, Zeke. Yeah. If you know Ramondre Stevenson is still out, I think Zeke is a sneaky you know a sneaky play who can um, who can put up some some big points. I know he didn't have a big game against the Chiefs, but obviously the Chiefs defense is pretty good. He goes up against Denver and then ends the season with Buffalo. Denver is in the lower tier of defenses against running backs. And um, same thing with Buffalo. Buffalo's in the middle. Um, another person 
I think if you were able to survive this is Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. I think um, Bijan is going to have two two strong games to end the season. If you were able to survive this past dud, um, they go up against Indianapolis and then they go up against Chicago in the championship, you know, round. So two teams you're not too scared mm-hmm. of. Um, so I mean fire him up if you got him i think comfortably you're, you're good to go all right i would probably say if you have chief stock you know start him uh i think travis kelsey's gonna have a good game i think mahomes will finally break 20 points for the first time in multiple weeks i think uh mason rudolph's gonna start for the steelers do you think that at, at all is gonna add some stock to any pittsburgh players because they have a good matchup in front of them the Cincinnati Bengals defense has not been great. And you have like Pat Fryermuth and stuff like that who has his own, you know, health concerns and stuff like that. Like he's limited in practice uh Tuesday. Like but like finally is George Pickens gonna finally you know, everyone who's no. had No, George Pickens yeah, no, you... I'm sorry. I was never on George Pickens from the beginning of the season. I think you and I differed on that. The only reason I took Pickens in the trade was because that's the only guy you'd trade me. So mm-hmm. I wasn't going to hold up the entire trade because I didn't get a second solid piece. Okay. But George Pickens, I'm sorry, send him to the freaking waiver wire, George Pickens. His season is done. He's All done. Right. And his, I don't know what his contract is after the end of the season. Obviously, we'll talk about this in the offseason moving forward next year. George Pickens is talented. Don't get me wrong. He is talented. But this offense is not good enough to sustain two solid wide receivers and a decent run game. It just it's not. I, it's I'm not, intrigued what know. the Steelers do. This is a little this is more maybe more of an off season discussion, but like all right, the whole Kenny Pickett thing's not working, you know. But they've also won too many games, I feel like, to really put themselves in a QB conversation in the draft. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like I think Pickett might come back. So it's we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh I'm also going to buy some stock and, you know, like some De- Detroit wide receivers, some Minnesota wide receivers. I'm expecting that to be a good matchup. Um, I think Tony Paul- Tony Pollard might have a decent week. Uh, maybe even Kyler Murray, you know, that Chicago defense isn't scaring anybody. Uh, but some, an interest, there's two, there's, there's an interesting matchup though. That I want to, uh, for us to keep an eye on, and I and I want your takes on this a little bit. Do you feel that there's enough talent on the offenses of Baltimore and the Forty ers to overcome the tough defensive matchup for both teams, or do you feel like it's going to be a rock fight? And you're obviously you don't want to get cute. You're starting Christian McCaffrey. You're starting Lamar Jackson. All day, you're every starting, day. You're starting Christian. all these people, but do you feel like they might be the players that might let down some of these teams? Honestly, I would take a one-legged Christian McCaffrey over half <laughs> running backs this season. That's how I feel. But yes, you're starting Christian McCaffrey. I think you could stru- uh, start Brock Purdy. Lower expectation, he's not going to put up another 25-point game, but I think he can get you, you know, in the in the 16 to 20-point, you know, ballpark you know hoping for 18 i think 16 is his floor give me 18 and i'm happy anything 20 and over is awesome amazing 
Um, but when it comes to wide receivers, it's going to be, you don't know who it's going to be. You don't know if it's going to be Debo Samuel. You don't know if it's going to be Ayuk. You don't know if it's going to be George Kittle. Those guys are kind of a carousel who kind of switch up like week to week, mm-hmm. who's week it is. And so I think you start them because you have to, because those are probably some of the best guys on your team okay. if you have them. But obviously you got to just yeah, lower your like expectation. It's not, like hopefully that's why you, you know, you cash in on your flexes and stuff like that because the, you're you know, set them and forget them players might not put up the same numbers that they normally get Mm -hmm. you, but don't get cute. Right. Yeah. On the opposite side, on the flip side of that, this is what I'm going to say. Okay. I don't think that any of the wide receivers are really like, they're probably low. uh, Zay flowers is probably a low end wide receiver Mm -hmm. too. At best. Odell Beckham is a wide receiver three. Any other wide receiver you're not starting? I would, I would start Isaiah Likely. Not a receiver, and that's my next <laughs> point. The only person I would start, the only person that I would start comfortably, is Isaiah Likely because they do feature mm-hmm. him. I probably would temper expectations if you have Gus Edwards. Like I don't think that the Ravens are going to have another three opportunities at the two yard line where Gus Edwards just gets to, you know, run a touchdown, you know, three times in from the two. So I think, I think this one's going to be a rock fight. I think you got to temper expectations for Lamar Jackson, but you know, I think he has a better chance of getting in the end zone, you know, on a rushing touchdown than any running back. Who's who, who scores more fancy points, Lamar or Brock? It's tough. I want to say Brock. He just Brady. has more talent around him, right? Like even if he can't get it done, the players around him can get it done. <laughs> and by yeah. and by, you know, the transitive property, he gets fancy points. I don't think it 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 won't require Brock Purdy to have to throw twenty plus yard passes as much as it will require Lamar Jackson to to have to do that. Because, like you said, Brock Purdy can throw a five to ten yard pass. And then his receivers have enough talent to rack up the yardage after the catch. As to where Lamar Jackson, I don't see his receivers as talented and making those big plays. They're gonna, you know, catch a fifteen yard, twenty yard pass, you know, at best. You know, I I think, so. I think you're hundred percent accurate. If I'm gonna just make one counterpoint for the sake of content. Uh when Minnesota played the 49ers this year. Uh, Jordan Addison, rookie wide receiver, did go off. That was a game without Justin Jefferson. I do feel like the 49ers, although they do have probably the best defense in the league, maybe it is Baltimore, maybe it's Dallas, you can find holes in the defense and you can, you know, get a player that has a spark, you know, with a good enough offense. And I do feel like when the 49ers play an adequate offense, they do look a little bit more pedestrian, but you know, even an average 49ers defense is better than 90% of the defenses in the league. But so I do feel if you don't have a better option than Zay flowers, you could still start Zay flowers, but yeah, I would probably fade Odell Beckham. Uh, and <clears throat> I faded, <laughs> I faded him for the rest of my life. <laughs> I am never going to draft Odell Beckham. I am never going to pick him up on waivers. I'm done with Odell Beckham. 
I don't care how good of a game he has, and if he's if he has a fifty point game and he's sitting there on waivers the next week after mm-hmm. they clear, I'm not touching right. him. I'll, I'll hold you to that. I'll and hold you to do that. There. Uh, you don't have to hold me to it because I'm holding myself. We have, we, we to have that. a person in our league who won't, uh, who won't, uh, you know, won't play Cowboy or won't have Cowboys on his team. But when the when he was one and seven, he certainly picked up a Cowboys players. So. Uh, yeah, it's different when you're at the uh, bottom. Another matchup that I think is interesting because you have a very uh, high profile, you know, flash maybe a flash in the pan, but who knows? Like that Miami offense is probably one of the best offenses in the league, but they're playing against one of the best defenses in the league in the Dallas Cowboys. Is there anybody on the Miami offense that you fade, or do you just don't get cute? You play everyone. Um, obviously, you're pa- playing Tyreek Hill. Do you play Waddle? Um, yeah, you play Jalen Waddle. You play Raheem Moster. You play Achan. Although Achan is coming back to earth here. Yeah. I know we talked about this earlier and and whatnot. Like that level of production is not sustainable. But if anything, I think they'll take a book out of Buffalo or take a page out of Buffalo's book on how they executed their offense and they'll run it. They'll probably try to establish some sort of run and then hit them over the top with, you know with Tyreek Hill. But if Tyreek Hill is, is any, you know, is healthy, I don't think there's anybody on the Dallas defense that can, can man up. I don't up think there's Tyreek anybody Hill. in like, I don't think there's anybody yeah. in the I was like, yeah. <laughs> So, so, I mean, the, the, the cheat code is Tyreek Hill. And so, uh, they are playing at home. Miami's playing at home. So I think that's an advantage there. Um, but I, yeah, I wouldn't get cute at this point. Like these are the guys that got you here. I know Dallas is a tough defense, but I don't think they're, they got exposed mm-hmm. last week, and they're not playing at home, so it's not like they're going to come out and be like, "We're at home, we got to make up for it." Like, I, I think, I think it's going to be you know a pretty pretty tight game, and hopefully it's a shootout, you right. know. But we'll see. But yeah, I'm not fading anybody on Miami. Is there any other matchups or players or teams that you feel we need to talk about before we fin we get out of here? There is one player that I think is going to who might be the fantasy hero for a lot of people because he, he probably helped some people get into the playoffs and he might have helped some people win the playoffs. And I would say David Njoku, uh, he two consecutive 25-plus games. If you're in a tight end premium, you're feeling that even more. And he has a great matchup against Houston this week. Houston has a good defense, but I feel like ever since C.J. Stroud went out, they they went back to looking like the normal Houston Texans, you know, not the juggernaut Houston Texans, and they're one of the worst teams in the league at, at uh, defending the tight end. Uh, and Joe Flacco, and ever since Cleveland got Joe Flacco, it just seems like they they they're a totally different team. You, you Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco is is not as he, bad he came as out he came through the grave like the Undertaker, like he just <laughs> he's like he's, he's, he, he he yeah he resurrected this. Um, Browns team, this Browns offense. Here's my question: yeah. Do you think Deshaun Watson is going to be their starter moving forward their pay- next season? And I'm not saying this isn't me saying Joe Flacco is going to be uh-huh. the starter, or you know, someone you know, like they're going to go to DTR or whatnot. But do you think this is an eye opener for the organization on what they need to be successful? Because Joe Flacco's skill set is opposite of Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson. He, yeah. And Joe Flacco's a lot more stable so, of a quarterback. He's, 
you seem like he's he's got you know he's got that veteran presence and you know Deshaun Watson has that too it's just you know him sitting out a year like was he sat out like two years right and so mm-hmm. and he had his own injury stuff he doesn't seem like he's as mobile the thing is they're paying him I feel like you have to let this go at least another solid season slash season and a half maybe before you officially are like we're not doing it like because like you're still gonna have to pay him his guaranteed money regardless if he plays for you and he's talented enough that you can possibly make maybe make it work but it just seems like they plugged Watson into this team and not really made the offense around Watson. This still seems like it's a Baker Mayfield Cleveland Browns team, if that makes sense. Like, you know, and then Baker Mayfield's mm-hmm. like three seasons removed or something like that. So yeah. it, it it's yeah. we'll we'll see. But I I would go into the offseason like, hey, you know, we gotta make this Deshaun Watson thing move. In terms of fantasy, he may go undrafted next season. Like you, you, he may be, he Sean may be Watson. on the waivers he, or he's probably, you know, like, I don't think you're drafting him top 10. There's, there's a lot of talented quarterbacks out there. I don't think you're drafting Watson top 10 next year. Not at all. Like he, the 12th, the 12th team to take a QB will take a flyer on him maybe, but that's, uh, not I don't even, think he goes undrafted, right? He goes, he goes undrafted or he gets taken at the end of your drafts as a second. That makes sense. Just some yeah. of the stash, stash on your bench. I've realized that quarterback is a very important position and you need to stash a second quarterback, especially after this season mm-hmm. when all these quarterbacks went down, these starting quarterbacks. You have to you have to stash a decent second quarterback on your bench. I think I think it's necessary. Obviously, we'll talk about this in the yeah. offseason. Um, before we, we let the people out, you know, or we, we, we sign off here, I want to ask okay. you, from up until now, who do you think <clears throat> no particular order, no ADP order, but who do you think the top five picks in drafts will be next year? Ooh, top five? Yeah, we won't get too crazy. We'll just hit them with a preview. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, probably maybe even Christian McCaffrey above Justin Jefferson. Uh, so those two for sure. I do feel like with Joe Burrow coming back, you'll probably put Jamar Chase in there. So I think the same three we had this year, you probably add that to next year. And then off the top of my head, um, I'm trying to think if there's a standout. I, if you asked me in week 10, I would have said Bijan probably would have been in there because I would assume he would have taken that next step, but I don't think he will. I do think there will probably be a rookie that will be in the top 10, but maybe not top five. Um. Maybe Amonse Brown, and maybe Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill probably before Amonse Brown. Maybe I'm maybe I'm pushing to Amonse Brown. My yeah. top five in no particular yeah. order: Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb. Oh, okay. I want to say Rashad White. In the top five. Possibly, He yeah. might be the number one court running back overall, but I don't know if he'll be top five. Not number one, but he might be the number two behind CMC, but tough. Okay. Rashad White, 
and Sam Laporta. Ooh, taking the Kelsey spot. Yeah, I think so. That's actually not a bad show. Let, let me ask you this before we get in, just, you know, right now, because, you know, we all have off season to get into it. Dalton Kincaid, top five tight end draft next year? Top five of yeah. his position? Not No particular top five round? Tight end, yeah. Yes. Okay. I think so. All right. It depends. Uh, I don't know what the situation is with Knox. If he's got how much time he's got left on his contract. I've noticed since Knox has been healthier, that Kincaid's uh, numbers have gone from yep. falling back. So I, yeah, I do feel yeah, like there's yeah, something that, there. It depends on you know if they if they move on from Knox yeah. or not, but um, definitely a name to to keep on your list. I, so yeah. all right, well. I mean, do you have uh, to be honest, to like since we're on the topic, but I guess like this is more of an off season thing. But I think it's fun to do it kind of in the moment because we'll probably be wrong. But I want you top five top five I quarterbacks. To, I, I want I, you to do the top five quarterbacks. Yeah, real quick. I'll give you my top five quarterbacks real quick. I take that back. Not Rashad White, Kyron Williams. Oh, would be in the top that's five. a good shout. My top five quarterbacks, like in Not in. Only, um, no particular round, just the first five drafted first five off, draft the board. off the board. Josh Allen, definitely. Okay. Jalen Hurts, definitely. Okay. I still think Patrick Mahomes will get drafted in the top five of I quarterbacks. Think so too. He won't be in the top three. He'll be four or five. Okay. CJ Stroud. Top five. Will be in the top five of the position, and we're just talking ADP, yeah. right? We're not talking yeah, we're like not... we're not talking skill wise. We're just. I think Brock Purdy is number five. You think so? You think people will take him top and, five? Yeah, and I think I think next it's like Lamar, Dak. Uh, I'm gonna. I think I think guys like Trevor Lawrence fall down. Jared Goff falls down. I don't think Sam Hell mm-hmm. is going to be top five, maybe top eight. He'll be definitely top you ten, so? but I don't see. I don't see. Him I think Sam Hell is going to get that like Christian, uh, that not the like Kirk Cousins QB spot that no one really wants to draft him, but then the team that gets him is like oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, Justin Herbert will definitely be in the top ten. I if we're going to do top five, I what I think. Will be the top five probably will be Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. And then I'm thinking either I'm probably going CJ Stroud as well, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's good to go. Anthony Richardson is a top five quarterback in ADP next year. I think he'll miss the top five because of the You injury. think so? He'll be around that seven or eight spot maybe? Top ten, yeah, but I mean, you'd have to be a little nervous. You do, especially if you take if you take Anthony Richardson at least in this next year in twenty four. I think you're at least gonna probably take a second QB a little bit higher than you'd like. And I think that's where you, maybe you you take uh, an Aaron Rodgers. That's where <laughs> that's where Sam Howell falls to you. I I wouldn't draft Aaron Rodgers. at all as your second QB. Nah, you're gonna be able to take guys like. Russell Wilson, Tua, 
Matthew Stafford, Jordan Love, I, like all those guys that would take over. A player that I think will be a fun offseason conversation. We'll end the podcast here, though. It's Kyler Murray. He might not be on the Cardinals next year. And that's what everybody says, but I think he'll still and, be. But there. if he is, I think he's a top 10 quarterback. So, a sneaky top 10 quarterback. So, yeah. He could give you Lamar esque yeah. numbers, to, you know, but we'll see. Uh, you could find our pod <laughs> wherever you find your pod. You can find us on X at OT Fancy F Ball. You know, come say hi. This was a fun podcast. I think we just had a lot that we had to get off our minds. Uh, but yeah, subscribe. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We'll be getting into the off season. Well, that's where the conversation is going to be interesting because it's a lot more hypotheticals, like kind of how we ended this podcast off a little bit today. Uh, but yeah, you know, come have fun with us. <laughs> come have fun with us. Yeah, it's always a good time. We appreciate your guys's um, support and just you know, even if you listen to only ten minutes of the pod. We appreciate it. Um, shout out to everybody who listens. Obviously, you know, this was our first season. We're, we're wrapping it up here with a few more episodes for in-season content. And then, you know, we'll hit the off-season as well, and we'll try to uh, we'll try to improve like every other team does. So, as always, we're not fortune tellers, obviously, by my result <laughs> of my uh, playoff uh, roster here. I'm definitely not a fortune teller. But uh, we're fortunate enough to ramble on about the fantasy playoffs with you guys. Uh, As always, I'm Steven. With me is Brian, and this is the OT Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Good luck.